On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, people? This is You're Not Listening, the podcast that teaches you how to actively listen to music one song at a time. I'm Sean O'Loughlin. I'm Jim O'Loughlin. Also, Dad. Dad. Uh, Dad O'Loughlin. And, and today, I'm making up for having a really, really <laughs> cheesy pop song, bubblegum pop song from last time. Uh, <laughs> and and I wanted to do something that really rocks. So tonight, I am doing Sleep Now in the Fire by Rage Against the Machine um, to, to make up wow. for that. What are you doing? I am doing So You Want to Be a Rock and Roll Star by The Birds. The Birds. All right. If you don't know these songs or you think they're bad, then you're not listening. So clean up your ears and listen <laughs> up. Let's get right into it because we're starting late tonight. Had some audio issues, got them sorted out, and it's like 930 at night when we're starting. So we're going to get right into it. Um, <laughs> why don't we do your song first because we did my song first last time. Did we? So, yeah. No, no, we didn't. We didn't. Nice. Let's rage. All right, you want to do that? Do you want a dad joke for us? Do you have one? I do. All right, because I don't have one. I wasn't prepared. All right, are you ready? So the bank teller, I don't know if you heard about this, but he lost his job today. Did you hear about that? I didn't hear about that. Yeah, a woman asked him to check her balance, and so he pushed her over. <laughs> Bad. That's funny. That's a good one. You want another one? Yeah, one more. What's the difference between a poorly dressed man on a bicycle and a well-dressed man on a tricycle? I don't know. Attire. Okay, let's talk about Rage okay, Against the Machine. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know we don't like to get political on this podcast, but it's oh, hard yeah. to do how Rage you, Against the Machine. How are you going to do anything with Rage and it's not going to be political. political? Come on. Right, exactly. But, you know, with the, the current issues that have been going on in the world, not in the world, in this country, um, and a lot of the stuff, I, th- I thought about doing... Careful. Uh, <laughs> I was originally going to do Killing in the Name of, but... I decided that I like this song better. This is my my favorite Rage Against the Machine song, nice. so we're gonna nice. we're gonna go ahead and do this song. Uh, I I want to just get right into it, but I I really think that this is one where you should watch the music video. So really? uh, I'm gonna share really? my screen with you, Dad, because because okay. the music video is just it's it's great and it it really encapsulates what the song is trying to say. So okay. So go ahead, click the links in the show notes to watch it on YouTube, and come back, and we will talk about it. If you're driving, do not do that, please. Pull over the side yeah, of the road and watch if, a video. If you're driving, wait till you get wherever you're going. <laughs> How awesome is that? That's cool. I have to it, say, I don't know. Just, a lo- I don't know a lot about them. I, I know Tom Morello. And I know he's a, he's an unbelievable right. guitar player and all, just because of some of the stuff he's guested on. But I don't know a lot of the Rage stuff. That's impressive. That was a really good it song. It just it just rocks so damn hard. Yeah, like it rocks so hard, and yep. the lyrics are like smart. And we I mean, we can talk about the lyrics in a little bit, but you know, it just has this this presence that's like in your face, and you can't not like it. Just it's got an unbelievable energy behind it. Yeah, it's great. And you get that with a lot of Rage Against the Machine songs, but for some reason, this one is, to me, it's just so in your face and it's so like, 
it fills up your whole body when you're listening to it. You no, know what I, I mean? I see what you meant about watching the video because it's very powerful. And, and I want to talk a little bit about that in a second too. But I'm not so sure I would have missed that power just by watch, just by listening to the song. You know, you still you still get it, but I feel like for me, I I didn't really get the message. Oh, okay. Because I've known this song a really long time. Yeah. I mean, Rage Against the Machine was really big in, in the '90s, and so I've known this song for a really long time. And I hadn't seen the music video until just recently, and so I didn't really get the message of the song. To me, it was just like this song rocks so hard, and I just love it. Yeah, I'll catch you. And I love that riff. That riff is yeah, and the break in the middle. I I. Oh, I love that. Yep. The break in the middle is my favorite part. We'll we'll get to some of the music structure, but I want to talk about the video first because I think, you know, when Rage Against the Machine was popular, you know, mid to late 90s, early 2000s, it was a time when music videos were very important to songs, right? Mm-hmm. Like a song was a whole package. Mm-hmm. And so this is clearly very, very important to this song, the way that they did it. And And I love that like what you see is like what really happened. Right. Yeah that 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 was a legit thing, huh? That, that yeah. That's... So if you didn't watch the music video, basically what you're seeing in the video, there's some like funny video outtakes of you know a, a game show where people are winning all kinds of money and and you know it's a it's a satire on who wants to be a millionaire and and how ridiculous that show is and everything. My cat <laughs> is playing ukulele behind it is. me. It is. That's cool. It's really funny. Um, <laughs> that's no joke. She's literally standing on top of an amplifier behind my head. Uh, she was strumming a ukulele with her paw. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I can't make that up. <laughs> but, you know, the main part of the video is them playing on Wall Street, like on the steps uh, right near the stock exchange. And then eventually, like, police are breaking them up and, and arresting Michael Moore, who directed it. And uh, I noticed that was a Michael they, Moore thing, right? And then the whole crowd kind of, like, rushes the stock exchange and they force the New York Stock Exchange to close down early, which is just really cool because the whole message behind it is you know about the 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 rich basically the one percent we've heard about before the one percent kind of running the country and and making all the decisions and letting you believe that you have freedom when you really don't and and that's kind of the message of the song and i think it's portrayed really well in that in the way they did that video but there's some funny stories about that I, i guess michael moore he directed it and i guess his only instruction to them was whatever happens don't stop playing okay right all right. So they just kind of ambushed, they just ambushed, like whipped out their instruments in the middle so of the street. So they got a permit. They got a permit to play on the steps. Okay. All right. Uh, where they, but that, but they didn't have a permit to play like on the street or the sidewalk or anything. And so they eventually moved down into the streets and that's okay. when everything started. Gotcha. Okay. And so and Michael uh, he Moore told said, them, just happens, keep going. He said, whatever happens, just keep playing. Okay. Um, and so they were, they started out playing on the steps where they had their permit and it was all good. And then I guess he told them like, all right, now you're going to play on the sidewalk so come down into the sidewalk okay. and that's when everything like started i guess a cop got in their face and stuff but i found a video of tom morello telling a story about this and it's hilarious he said that he told us to just not like don't stop playing but when you're making a music video you know you don't actually play oh okay right you're you're pretending to play right. with a backing right. track and you're right. lip syncing and everything and so you know the music was blaring and people were rocking out and stuff and then they get on the sidewalk and they're just they just keep playing and the cops are talking to him and he's just pretending to play that riff over and over again and i guess the cop like grabbed the chords for the bass and the guitar and ripped them out at the same time and they just kept pretending to play <laughs> and the music kept going and the cop was like like lost his mind like what is going on and and uh and i guess he first like approached the bass player who was like jacked out of his mind 
and then he wasn't going to mess with Tom Morello, and so he ended up just he ended up just arresting Michael Moore, which you can see in the video. There's right, like a, a clip right. of him I saw that, arrested, yeah. which is which is hilarious. And then I guess as they were taking him away and putting him into the cruiser, he yelled behind him, "Take the New York Stock Exchange." <laughs> And so they were like, I guess we'll all just go towards the New York Stock Exchange, and then and then everyone followed them, and then they shut it down. <laughs> so and when it's when awesome. was this was in the like late nineties? It was during yeah, it was during uh, George Bush's administration. Okay, yeah, I saw Rudy was there, so he was obviously the mayor then. Oh, yeah, yeah, so late late nineties. Okay, wow. Um, okay. Late nineties, early two thousand. I'm not sure exactly when, but it's great. It's great story, and it's a fun video to watch. But it really. <laughs> It's sad that, yeah, that's so, is, that it's so appropriate even for now, if not more. I know. Right? Well, it's, I think I think as long as America is America, it's always going to be appropriate. Yeah, right. It's always going to ring ring true. But you know, like we said in the beginning, not a political podcast. That we don't have the authority to talk too much on that stuff because we're music guys. So right. um, I want to talk about the music because it's Rage Against the Machine is not for everybody, but I think everybody can really appreciate them when you when you listen to their music because. It, like I said, it just rocks so hard, and that's a feeling that like a lot of musicians out there are gonna try to get, and you you just can't you can't just capture that easily, you know. And they want you to feel that, yeah. No, and it starts with that. It starts with that riff. That riff is so simple. It's just do 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 do. It's just like four notes with a bend, and it's so so simple, but. It just keeps going over and yeah, over and, and over again, and it so gets hard. under your skin. Yeah, right. it gets under your skin, and it's so driving. There's no, there's no downtime in that. It just keeps every time it starts over, you feel like you're moving forward more, yeah, right? Right. Like it just, it just pushes that. Song. It's like that yeah, it's riff powerful. gets behind the song and pushes the song forward continuously, which is great. And when it kicks in, and he he does that scream in the beginning, it sets the tone. It's like, all right, this is, wow. this is not stopping. Good, this is yeah, not slowing visual. down. Like, yeah, this, I can this, see that. Yep. This, this is a train. Yeah. And it's moving. Yeah, good visual and on that. I can I can see that. That's a, that's a good way that's, to put it. That's how I feel when I'm listening to this song. Like it feels like it's being pushed very quickly by something very powerful and that riff is what carries it, which is super cool. And then when it slows down, when it quiets down for the verse, it's balanced by the intensity in his voice because he is just so angry <laughs> yeah yep or at least he sounds like it he comes off that way you know right. he's just he's right. got that voice that is so so intense that it fills that gap of when the guitar cuts out and it's just the bass and the drums but the bass and drums are moving yeah do 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 and it's it's just so it's it doesn't stop this singer who does he sound like i'm trying to picture in my head somebody who i've heard before beastie boys maybe cypress hill maybe maybe I, I, no, I don't think Cypress Hill. I don't know. To me, like if I heard anyone that sounded like that, I would say that sounds like Rage. Yeah. Okay. So my my bigger question that I was going to ask is now I I'm not one that would I don't think I have any Rage in machine in machine like I don't have this stuff I haven't listened to stuff I don't know this stuff I know Tom Morello and mostly because mm-hmm. of my Springsteen connection and he's joined the band a few times and done a few things mm-hmm. with them too and he does some solo stuff. Under the name the Night Watchman, right? Uh, which is more acoustic stuff, right? And I know I know him through that as well. I've actually seen him in some live performances and all too. So, and he's he's got a um a really interesting um frontman personality, even though he's not the frontman of that band, kind of thing. So, yeah. from a non Rage Against the Machine person, 
man, I like that song. It was that was cool to watch. Like I'd definitely go back and watch that video and listen to it again and and, and kind of pick up some of the other stuff, go a little deeper into the catalog. Like, how does someone get them? How do, how do you get someone to really appreciate? You know, the old, you're not listening kind of thing. Really appreciate what they do and what they're saying. Because everybody know well, anything, if, if you know about anything, I'll leave in a little bit with them, you know they're political. You know that they're very strong uh, messages uh, are always, uh, are always you know, very, very political. But they're not everybody's cup of tea. No, and I don't think... Because pe- I think people, myself included, have missed them, you know, because right. that's such a good song. Such a dry, like you right. said, driving song. Such a great video. It's, you know, I think people so have missed good. them for whatever reason, and they're not paying attention as much as maybe they should be. Well, I think their songs were when they were popular. They were played on hard rock stations pretty much exclusively. Yep. Like you didn't hear them in the mainstream because right. it's not mainstream topics. I mean, mainstream songs are not going to be this intense and this political and this and have this much of a backbone behind it, really. Right. Because people don't want to make waves and they don't, you know, that and Too that's the whole thing. Right. That's right. the whole idea yeah. of of the band. Right. And and I think that the people that first appreciated it were the hard rock people because. They're the ones that heard it. Whether you're political or not, or, or you have these ideas or not, you can you can hear that song and be like, that is just damn good. Yeah, yeah. And it's intense and it's fast and it's, and it's you know, it has meaning behind it. And even if you, you don't want to get involved in any of the, the protests or activism that, that they kind of stand behind. It's still a good um, rocking song. If you hear it and you really listen to it, it's like, it's, it's uh, we have some songs on this show that we really need to talk about in depth to get people to appreciate them. Right. Right. We really need to go into this part at 322. He does this really cool thing that like, and that's neat and you should appreciate it for that. Whatever reason. I don't think the songs like that. I think if anyone just sat down and listened to it, they would say, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I get it. Okay. It's okay. good. It's not the kind of music I normally right. listen to, but I understand <laughs> mm-hmm. that that is a really good song. Mm-hmm. And I think that, this song is like that. And I think a lot of Rage songs like that. I think a song like Killing in the Name of can be really off-putting for some people. Not just because of the, the topic and the theming of it, but just because of the language. There's a lot of bad language at the end of it. Okay. There's some really... It's not a hardcore driver like this. Like It, it, it has ups and downs and it's a little bit more... Um, it That song to me is more about the message than it is about the music. To okay. me, this one is is mostly about the presence well, of the song. Well, if you think about it, listening to the song versus watching the video, you would have had probably a different experience, right? Right. But to me, when I listen to the song, it just it's one of those ones that gets your blood going. It yep. gets you all amped up. Your muscles tensed up and you rock out. I mean, I've played this in the kitchen before with, with Harper, my now three-year-old <laughs> daughter, and she just rocks out. I mean, she dances like she's dancing to Trolls music, but like <laughs> she didn't ask me to turn it off or anything. Like, she would just dance to it and yeah, it's nice. just one of those things where it's like if there's a song that's good it doesn't that's right. matter that's right. what your inch what your taste is if you hear a song and, that's good you're gonna just kind of like poke your ear up a little and just kind of you know their give it a whole message chance. their whole thing as a band was always very political correct everything was political well i mean the name is rage, rage against, against the machine, machine. Right? but but they i mean it's also they live that it's not just the name it's that's that's oh yeah okay yeah 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 that's i mean this is what they do i mean they like they lead rallies and they're you know they right that's this is why they made the band right right really i and i, uh, I, find, I found it interesting on on twitter it was about almost a month ago maybe 3 weeks ago where people were getting into a 
a Twitter shouting match um, with Tom Morello about you know you know who the hell are you the you you rock guy that you know you don't know anything about politics and people were like oh yeah um, have you ever listened to anything by by his band at all ever <laughs> do you know anything about well them? it's funny <laughs> he he is if you are on Twitter you need to be following Tom Morello on Twitter because right, yeah. his Twitter is amazing yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so it's it's crazy and he he had one tweet where he was like. He was like, it doesn't take a, a master's degree in political science to to understand, you know, some some issue or something. And he's that, like, yeah. he's like, but fortunately, I do have a, a master's, master's degree, degree in political, political science, science from Harvard from Harvard Law School or something. Yeah. And he's like, and so I I can like I can say that <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> and he had another thing where someone tweeted at him and was like, oh, I used to love Rage Against the Machine, you know, until they got all all political, and now I I can't stand it or something. And he's like, please let me know what songs you were listening to that didn't have political <laughs> crap in them, so right. I can remove them from our catalog. <laughs> right, right. And there were none. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I just found yeah. It so I think Rage Against the Machine is a. I think there's a couple of ways that people found Rage Against the Machine because it was on mainstream hard rock radio up here in New England. You'd, you'd hear him on WFNX, hey. WBCN, hey, WAAF. Yes. Yep. Um, the hard rock stations would play them. And then I think the other way that people found it was through Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Oh, really? Because I think they, I think they had songs on. I know they had songs on on the video Tony games? Hawk Pro Skater Two. Yes, the video games. But I'm pretty sure they had songs on on one as well. Ah. And I know that's where I first heard them okay. was through video games. Uh, and then I heard them on the radio too. But um, you know, there's a song called they have a song called Gorilla Radio. Uh, and it was it was on Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two, and that was the first rage song I ever knew. And to this day, when I hear that song, I I think of Tony Hawk, which is hilarious. <laughs> but you know, I think it's one of those things where, like, if you're in these groups that are protesting and and all this stuff, this music gives you the same feeling that you get when you're in that kind of mode. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and I think they they just nail it. They just they're the perfect band for for that kind of I stuff. I bet they're unbelievable live too. I bet they were crazy live. I don't know yeah. if I'd want to be in the front couple rows in the mosh pit, but I have a feeling it's probably crazy. Yeah, I don't, you know, I haven't watched too many live videos. The ones that I have watched, I haven't been super impressed with the vocals, but I am, I'm going to get raked across the coals for that, for saying that, I'm sure. But um, <laughs> just the, the, the presence of their music is just, it's so, it fills your entire headphones. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was it's, powerful. it's crazy. It's crazy the sound they get. And I want to talk about my favorite part of the song is that breakdown where they stop and go right back to just the riff. Yes. Because, you know, in the beginning they have just the riff and then when they kick into it um, and he yells, that's a pretty impactful moment. They do the same thing later on in the song when they do the breakdown and they do just the riff. Mm -hmm. And then when they get back into it, he yells again. But it's like amplified like by 10. Like you don't think that that moment can get any bigger, and then he he does it, which right. is just crazy. Yeah. It's just it's just so damn good. It just it, it rocks so hard, and it's you know it's not they're not even a metal band, but it rocks so, so hard. Yeah, that's true. It, I was just I was just thinking like in in my head like who do you equate them with with other with other bands no one, that rock that hard? No one. I I can't think of anyone else that is just because of their style and, and and their and their their message. Or I think it's just such a unique group of of sounds and really? of musicianship that that creates just a sound that you can't really replicate and if you do replicate people are just going to say who are you rage against machine like it's so unique right, right. you know and i think it's the no is that it's the, is the that rapping be, but, but it's also the go ahead no, no i was just thinking is that because there was so much passion 
in the way they would deliver stuff because they were living it. Yeah, I think it wasn't just. I think you can't. I don't think you can teach that. Right. Right. I think there's an unbelievable amount of passion behind every word that he says. And I think he he means everything that he says. I don't think they wrote the songs to write really good songs. I think they wrote the songs because they need to send a message that they truly believe and, in. And that kind of passion and that kind of message with that driving kind of sound, you know, like you said, they're not hard rock, but that driving sound is something unique that right. a lot of bands just don't have. Or just can't. Yeah. And, can't and a lot to. of songs and a lot of songs he raps, but he raps with that angry yelling sound in his voice that is just it, it just has that that passion and you know i, I talk about the, this all the time the the reaction videos on youtube i love watching reaction videos on youtube and a lot of them are strictly hip-hop guys you know guys that like only exclusively have been listening to hip-hop for a yep. long time yep. and they and they do like you know hip-hop fan reacts to rock music and then you know reaction to hearing queen for the first time and all this stuff and i love it it's just it's really really cool to see people if i had a youtube channel this is the kind of stuff that i would do i would bring other people on and say listen to this song and then and then i want to talk about their reaction maybe i'll do that maybe we'll start a youtube channel okay but i love that stuff and i i was watching this one guy who just someone said you need to listen to rage against the machine it wasn't this song it was another song but he at the end he said it's one thing to rap but it's another thing to make people feel something when you rap. Oh, okay. And I I think that is really kind of profound. And I guess I would add on to that, it's a whole other thing to make people feel something and want to take action. Okay. You know what I mean? To inspire To be people. an inspiration for someone to really take action against something that, or take action for something that they believe in. Right. And I think that's what Rage Against the Machine does. God, we need them now, don't and we? And I think that, What's that? We need them now. We need them so badly right now. <laughs> we need them. Yes. No, I agree. Um, and I, I think that is really, for me, that's what it comes down to. Rage Against the Machine has not been my favorite band. It's not like a band that I'm crazy about. I pretty much know the songs that were popular. You know, I can't say I like have the, have all of their albums and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But to me, I think they're a really important band. And I think songs like this can really showcase the impact that they can have, especially when you watch the videos and stuff. So, so do you think I, I love this song? Like, like I said, they're not my favorite band, but this is probably one of my top 25 favorite songs. Wow. Okay. So do you think people in our orbit who, you know, are in our musical world that we live in, you know, whether they listen to this podcast or, or they just their family or friends, whatever, do you think that they probably have missed the importance of this band? I think a lot of people have. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think in the MTV days, they the, people were a lot more aware of them because of the impact of the video. Videos because they had they had videos for a lot of their songs, and their yeah. videos were visceral. A lot yeah. of them yeah. they were they were intense and they were serious. They wanted to send a message and they wanted them to mean something. It wasn't like Blink One Eighty Two, you know, makes a video of them. Yeah. just streaking through a town for the entire thing. Like, right, right. that's not what they wanted to do. They wanted to to send a message and they wanted it to be real. So do bands... And I think they captured that. Have, have bands covered Rage? I mean, are they yeah. tribute bands? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I know that uh, they did a... Uh, there was a band that was like, what was it? Prophets of Rage or something like that, where it was a, a couple of the original members and I think maybe Chris Cornell... Oh, okay. Head yeah. them up for a little bit or something. And I know Audio Slave covered them a couple times, which really? is Chris, Chris Cornell. Chris yeah. Cornell and uh, 
Tom Morello. So yeah, there's some there's 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 plenty of of covers and tributes and stuff like that. Interesting. Okay. But it, you're never gonna get that the same raw energy that you get from from wow. that band, and I think they still play at some festivals. Yeah, and I was stuff gonna ask you, are they still together while, or yeah. still you know still current? Or? I don't think they're doing any new stuff. I think every once in a while they come they get get back together and yeah. and do shows at festivals and stuff like that. Nice. Um, yeah. The last thing I, I don't want to you know. We've talked more about the band than we have about the song itself. But so the last thing I want to talk about with the song is the guitar solo, because he doesn't. I don't think he actually plays a note in that guitar solo. It's all feedback. Yeah. So Tom Morello is like he's like the guitar effect pharaoh, right, right? right? Like he's all about effects and he and and getting all the craziest sounds that he can out of a guitar. And I think if you see him with that, he's got his arms crossed because I think he's just switching between all the different dials mm-hmm. on his guitar. He does to get different to get different feedbacks and so that whole guitar solo is not him plucking strings and and hitting notes it's all different tones of feedback that he is <laughs> that's why it sounds like a like record scratching or something yep, yep. so cool yep. like so how do unique. you come up with that so you how do you figure that stuff out and that's how, how i was introduced to him with with seeing some of the crazy um ability that he has that he can get sounds out of a guitar that other people just never seem to can't that oh, they can so it's so yeah. cool yep. he's got this whammy pedal that basically artificially bends your string up like however many octaves it's crazy and he does it in a lot of solos and it's just the coolest sound i wish he did it in this so we could talk a that's a signature it, sound i think that's what you hear in Austin. Yeah. yeah yeah it's so yeah. cool yeah. it's so cool so cool. that's all I have about this song. I think it's a really important song. I think more people need to listen to it. I think people don't give Rage Against the Machine a shot because they think it's just they're just some screamo heavy rock band, um, and they think yeah. that oh I'm not yeah. I'm not gonna like that, so right. I wouldn't bother. Right. I think I sent you a song. I think I sent you Renegades of Funk a couple years ago, and you were like, oh, this is Rage Against the Machine. I had no idea they sounded like this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, they just they're they're really cool, and their music is so unique, and I love it. I love this song. Um, and that's so all I have to say. So, if people are not getting into them and listening to them, they're not listening. They're not listening. Just, just give it a shot. Just listen to the song, appreciate it for just how freaking hard it rocks. Mm-hmm. Because it just rocks so, it just rocks so hard. <laughs> and hey, Sean, even if you're not in, d- does it rock? <laughs> even if you're not into hard rock, you gotta appreciate the yeah. energy it drives that yeah. this song brings. Yeah. You gotta. And the uniqueness of it. And that freaking riff is just so good. Uh, yeah, and I love that break <laughs> in the middle. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. So that's it. That's all I got. Nice. Good choice. You you, you, you salvaged you. yourself a little. Uh, yeah, I hope I redeemed myself. <laughs> hey, that's all right. There's a lot of people out there that love One Direction too. So. Yep. All right. I understand what do you that got? There's, there's, a, uh, there's a new um, One Direction song that they're doing, Rage Against the Machine too, so. Going to One Direction is covering yeah, they're going to Gorilla Radio by yeah, Radio yeah. Machine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm John, an amateur musician and dad. And I'm Harrison, his younger brother and a recovering know-it-all. And we host a podcast called Play Disc. John is open-minded and well-versed in music theory and composition. And Harrison is extremely online and reflexively contrarian. Hey, I'm not reflexively contrarian. Every other Tuesday, we host a discussion on a different full album showcasing our contrasting energies and our idiosyncrasies, like John tying everything back to the Beatles, or Harrison insisting everything is a ska song. Play Disc is available anywhere you get podcasts from. New episodes every other Tuesday. Catch Catch you on on the the B-side.
I fucking love this record is a music podcast hosted by me, the Derek Care of You. Every week, a guest and I discuss a record that we both fucking love. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts or from our website, lovethisrecord.com. Okay, so mine's a little different because I almost thought about three different versions of this song, but what if I was to tell you a song about this song that, uh, remember how we talked about, um, uh, where the streets have no name, where everybody knows the chorus, but you don't know mm-hmm. any of the words. You know, you can hum yeah, them yeah, and yeah. you kind of don't. It's the same thing, I think, with uh, with this song. It's uh, So You Want to Be a Rock and Roll Star by The Birds. Not Tom Petty's version and not Patti Smith's version, but the original version by The Birds. Um, okay. And you want me to give you a little, when we set the table, you want to go hear it first and then we'll talk about it afterwards. Let's go listen to it. Okay. Um, so click the link of the show notes to hear it on YouTube or go to the uh, official You're Not Listening Spotify playlist. Listen to So You Want to Be a Rock and Roll Star by The Birds and... Turn it up. Come back and we'll talk about it. Turn it up. Um, was that a roller coaster in the background? No. With the people screaming? <laughs> no, that was actually... Um, they they um, recorded the screaming at an, an actual live birds concert it's so um, funny it sounded like a roller coaster because it sounded like people would like scream and then it would yeah. get quiet and then it'd scream again but it sounded like it was like going up and down like, no, like when they, you're in an amusement actually, park and you hear the people they actually insisted to make it sound exactly like it would be like at a uh, at a show like that so that's funny so my whole right, th- hit me with it so my whole thing with this song is that everyone knows the, the chorus and it's a great chorus and you've heard me, Patty Smith had a killer version of it, even though it was a little slower and a little plodding. And, and I think Tom Petty probably does an even better version than this original. Um, he used to play that a lot live. That's a common um, statement for any song yeah, that Tom yeah, Petty yeah. has done. But um, I'm not biased at all. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> and, and it, you know, the old, you're not listening. No one really knows the the, the, the impetus of what this song's about. And you don't know anything. Well, I don't yet. think I heard any of the lyrics, to no, your point. No, no. It's basically... Think about this song and think about the birds in 1967 when this came out and think about the monkeys. I'll let you think about that for a second. Okay. okay. The monkeys. Artificially created band. Bingo. Artificially created yeah. for TV band. Yeah. Um, and they were, the, the guys in the band um, from, the, from the birds were so um, upset about the state of pop and, and rock music a year after the monkeys hit it so big that this is that song that was kind of a slight towards them, believe it or not, directly uh, towards the monkeys. And mm-hmm. any anyone else who is the sellout of going to, you know, go to the man, um, pick up an electric guitar, let your hair grow, uh, get your pants uh, tight, let your hair grow the, the right length, and, stuff, and all of a sudden you're a rock and roll star, so you have to L- lip sync on Lip sync on stage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's um. You gotta hand it to the monkeys though, because they fully accepted what they were. Oh yeah, yeah. And didn't try to fool anyone. Nope. Right. Nope. Like they didn't go all nilly vanilly on it, on everyone, <laughs> and right. try to convince them that they're actually something that they're not. The monkeys were like, "This is who we are." Right. And actually, had we're some the talent. monkeys. We're monkeying around. And had some talent, you know, That's and true. some some songs and stuff that that actually um is as their careers kind of went on uh they proved that they they really did have some of the chops that that uh people weren't giving them credit for at the beginning but this song um was a slap against that was was directly you know against the monkeys and directly against the uh the machine talk about the machine again 
and the man of, you know, you're going to go and you're going to sell out and they're going to sell, you know, your plastic wares. They're going to sell all your, the trinkets and all stuff. And if you listen, if you, if you do the lyrics video, um, and see what the words are, it's kind of like, whoa, this is like, this is a pretty severe, like, statement about it. Yeah. Um, but everybody knows the chorus. So you want to be a rock and roll star? And it's like, yes, I love this song. Why? I don't know. <laughs> you know, but because you love the chorus and, because the, the, the man told me to. Yeah, and the um and the, the guitar work and the bass that just kind of goes throughout there is incredible. But it really it's it's that a message. That bass line is great. Yep, it's a message that um a lot of th- people I think miss in the big picture of things. And even if you go to and watch some of the live videos of uh, of Tom Petty who who does have some really good versions of this too. Again, it's all the same words. It's a little clearer so you understand it. Um, and once you hear the words the first time, you're going to listen to this song differently. You're going to hear yeah. it in a, in a different way. Um, when you know what the, ex- the exact lyrics uh, are saying. That's number one. Number two, you're welcome. Two minutes and six seconds or something like that. Yeah, it was nice and short. <laughs> I know. I usually don't do those. Usually it's four or five minutes and I yeah. drive you crazy with that. And if you if you notice, uh, I don't know if you remember when we did that Coldplay song, that gourd thing was back in there at the beginning. So and <laughs> and some like <laughs> like the, the Mexican trumpet. Yes, I'm going to talk about that in a second too. Because you're gonna, you're gonna, okay. I'm gonna ask you to, to pick up another song, and, and and you'll know what I mean by this. So that gourd thing is called the gyro, G U I R O. I don't think that's a proper way of saying it. It's gyro, stuff like that. And it's basically a hollowed out gourd with the, the ribs, and it's a. We all saw yeah. in elementary school. We've all played a, it in in elementary school yeah. music class. Yeah. yeah, just before you pick up the recorder in the triangle. Um, and yeah. it's there. So I had to research that because I knew there was going to be something that I want to make sure I uh, paid attention to. The other thing that you just brought up too, um, Hugh Masakela, who is this unbelievable South African trumpeter. He's the guy that you don't know that you know until you've heard some of his work. One of the most, um, the, the biggest Can I guess? songs. What's that? Can I guess? Yeah. Can I guess the song? Yeah. Um, come a little bit closer, Jay and the Americans? Nope. Nope. Uh, I know what you mean though. That's no, but, but. It's the similar, same sound. They similar. have that, yeah. Um, no, it's uh, it's um, a song that he was. It was his big hit nationally, but internationally, he was known as one of the you know the the huge writers, band leaders, you know, for you know for music, especially for mm-hmm. for South African music. Which, if you never check, if you've ever wanted to kind of find another genre that rocks, check out South African music. It's very very different than Latin music, than rock music. The South African has a very different vibe as the. So Hugh Masekela, nice. song called Grazing in the Grass. Okay. Now, do you know that one? They, I don't think they, so. They put lyrics to it later on. I think it was, um, oh, the sound dimension or one, you know, something like that. And it was, I can dig it, you can dig it, he can dig it, she can dig it, they can dig it, we can dig it. Oh, let's dig it. Can you dig it, baby? Great song, but he did it as an instrumental. Okay. So okay. Can, can we get away with playing anything on, on this show or would get, are we going to get sued? We could probably play whatever we want because we're small enough yeah. that people probably won't bother suing us, but All right. I don't take Take a quick break. It. Let's not do it live. So take a quick break. Sean, I want you to, to queue up Grazing in the Grass by Hugh uh, Masquilla, and then we'll come right back and talk about it in a second. So you can know the thing. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I no n- no idea. Never heard that. So I lied, you don't know that song. No. Maybe it's my my generation or something. But but again, the, as a trumpet player, a South African trumpet player, he was he was internationally well known and they kind of just pulled him in and had him um 
had him kind of do the Trump piece at the end of that too. So, so again, the, the big thing is, um, I think people just miss the message, um, in the chorus and in the big picture of things. Um, I think if they, they listen to it a little differently, they're going to have a different appreciation, a different visual of what the, uh, of what the song's all about. Uh, whether, and again, whether you listen to Patti Smith, who had a killer version of it or, or, um, Tom Petty as well, but it's, uh, it is, it is directly related to the monkeys, which you never would have thought of before we started talking about this today. I always find that stuff interesting. Like when bands become popular and then other bands get like pissed off. Yeah. It's a big thing in the punk scene and we will probably talk about it more because oh. I'm sure I'll talk about a Green Day song at some point. Um, really? Okay. Like if a punk band gets popular, it's like all of a sudden they're not punk anymore and they're sellouts yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. And, but it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. so you're, I don't know. I, I need to, I, I need to wrap my mind around, but I always find it so interesting when, when every band wants to be popular, but when someone else does it, it's like they get pissed off and they say, I would never do that. But like, if that person was offered a record deal, you telling me you're not going to take right. it because you're punk or you're real or you're like underground or whatever <laughs> term you want right. to use for whatever genre you're in. Like, I, I I find that so fascinating. Except this is different, and this because is this was manufactured, legit. so they're right. pissed off because right. they're manufactured. I get right. it. Right. And then the ironic thing was that they were kind of an overnight sensation when they co- uh, covered um, uh, uh, "Mr. Tambourine" by Bob Dylan, and they got noticed immediately too. So they kind of had almost the same kind of introduction into the mu- music world, like instant, you know, um, success and all. Uh, but they had done the legwork beforehand. And and they had to live that down. Like, you know, okay, you have this this sarcastic song that's one of your bigger ones, you know, with, with you know, do you want to be a rock and roll star? And yet you almost live the same thing. So they had to always, you know, had to do something to try to make sure they kind of lived that down and, and kind of explain their way out of that as well. So it was like a... Mm-hmm. A little monkey on their back, even though they uh, they never explain they never expected to be that way. So huh. that's interesting. So um, musically, what do you think? Because I know you're going to pay attention to that great guitar work. I love the bass line. I'm not a big fan of the the Beatles esque harmonies singing a, a whole song with those with those types of harmonies. Yep. Yeah. Um, I that never was very sixties. I know. Yeah, and I, I never really liked that sound in a lot of Beatles songs either. A lot of the mm-hmm. Beatles songs that I like have single voice single person vocals for the, the the verses and stuff i don't really like yeah, the songs we we know what we're doing versus john and, and right and Paul, yeah you know, exactly so. i <laughs> they probably should be listening to me when they start writing songs it just it's not a sound that i've really i've, I've never really liked it too much when they have been drawn and to it's it, a right? lot of the it's a lot of the uh the beatles stuff it's a lot of the songs like from yellow submarine and songs like that 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 they do that yeah and i don't that's not the kind of stuff that I enjoy listening to. And they do that yep. in this song well, is that, so I didn't love the vocals didn't really click for mm-hmm. me, but I, it's when you can harmonize for an entire song, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> right. But you know, this song probably more from Tom Petty anyway. Right. So you're probably hearing it, but you think about Tom Petty singing it. I right. But I, I, I know a couple songs by the birds and I, you know, I, I mm-hmm. know what, what their sound is and stuff. So I was expecting that. Yeah. Uh, for me, the thing that stands out is the bass line, obviously, because Crazy. I'm a bassist and that's just really, but they, they, a lot of their songs have really good bass. Whoever played bass for yes. them was, was very talented and tight. Yeah. Well, I think they, they were also one of those bands that had a lot of good musicians. You know, they, they pulled all these great musicians together and let's form yeah. a band rather than let's just get together as a bunch of guys from the, uh, from the neighborhood kind of thing. So they had, they had the chops right out of the gate, which is 
the yeah. the the whole impetus of writing writing the song of the old wait a minute you know we are all practiced we are musicians we are all practiced at our craft you just look good had the tight pants had the right hair you know learn how to play a little guitar and all of a sudden you know you're on TV and you're making millions of dollars and I'm jealous of you you know I'm sure that's all part of it as well so nothing deep that's just the, that's the thing that uh, and, and I I like the song anyway um, if you've ever heard anybody play it uh, live I think it just is such a cool song. Um, I, some of the bands that, that uh, I'm, I've been following and I've been friends with for a while, like I've, I've known that they've kicked off their entire show with that. Yeah. So your first song out of the gate is like, so you want to be a rock and roll style? Like, whoa. And it hits hard right out of the gate that yeah, way. Which so is I, funny I, I because when you anyway, listen to this you know? song now, it's like that song does not seem big or impactful or anything. But in a live setting this day and age when a, a rock band is playing it, you can see how it, yeah. it could be. Yeah. That's why I say, like, turn it up. When you're listening to this song, turn it up. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I, I think that the, the version that Tom Petty does probably has, has more um, more guts. Presence, you know, yeah. And, 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 yeah, so it, it drives a lot more of that. But um, I love the message. I love the idea of it, that the old, oh, I love that song. You know, and there's, there's, there's all these lyrics in, in rock history that just kind of stand on their own yeah and people like know them lines. but they may not know what goes yeah they may not know what goes behind like you know um the street fighting man from the stones you know what's a poor boy to do except you know except singing a rock and roll band like that is the thing that caused like millions of people to pick up a guitar and go play right you know kind of thing um and i think this especially the beginning of this uh and the chorus is one of those lyrics that everybody knows everybody wants to sing and everybody sings along but they don't know the the um, the history of the song, why it was written, um, the sarcasm that went into it, and actually, if you listen to the words and really pay attention to it, it's pretty detailed about, you know, if you do all these really cheesy, stupid things, and and you're going to be a star, you know, oh, good for you, um, and I, and I'm going to thumb my nose up at you is kind of what what's going on through the entire right. song. So it's an interesting take on things. Eminem has done some songs like that. Yeah, yeah. Where he throws well, in course. verse. He throws yeah. in verses uh, with that kind of stuff, mostly aiming yeah. at, at at pop artists and stuff. So, right, it's right. it's a constant right. thing because yeah. there's always going to be those people that look good and get amazing music careers because they know the right people yep. and they have the right look. So, right. But well, those people even, work. Uh, those people uh, work uh, just as hard in different ways to to make themselves a personal brand and all this stuff too. So it's like it, there's a couple different sides to that. Which it's an interesting conversation. It's a big, uh, music is a big community and a lot of people get it in different ways yeah. and get there from, from different genres. I mean, the song I did three or four podcasts ago and the New Radicals, you know, you get what you want. I mean, you get what you give, um, you know, is, is obviously a slight against some of the bands that, that kind of did that stuff as well. Right. Um, not that I'm kind of picking up on that theme, but I just, I, I wanted to, I was thinking about playing this, doing this song just from um, Tom Petty because I like that and I was going to kind of surprise you with a Tom Petty song. But I'm thinking like, oh, let me find out a little more about it. Then I realized, that's right. This is a, this is a little slam against, you know, against the, the man kind of thing. Yeah. So you did the Rage Against the Machine. I kind of did the, the a little bit of the, the slam or the Rage Against the uh, the, the corporate greed in, in music and, and how you uh, you have to pay your dues to be able to kind of make But sure if you put those songs next band. to each other, it's a hilarious comparison. Yeah. <laughs> and and who to thunk it? That you'd right. be, we'd be talking about those in the same day today. So, yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. Good stuff. So that's it. Nothing deep, nothing big. Um, I know we want to put a lot of time into yours, and this is maybe a little shorter version of it, but doesn't yeah. Sorry have about quite that. As, as much depth. No, that yours yours is important. And you know, the old question that we always ask is like, who would you like to see cover it? Maybe Tom Petty. Yeah, uh, I think Petty could do this song. 
maybe <laughs> Patty Smith could maybe do this. So sure, yeah. <laughs> you know, so People, yeah. When um, there are obvious covers, yeah. And, uh, and uh, obviously for I my song, obviously for my song, I I wouldn't pick anyone to to cover. No, you could. I I've heard covers of it, um, that are yeah. decent, but they don't have they don't pack the same punch. So, mm-hmm. so that's um, all. And the thing I like best, the best the thing I like best about the song probably is um, I love the beginning, the the um the guitar at the beginning. Yeah, how it just kind of like walks into it before the uh, and then the the, the right the the, the first uh, the first verses. It just sends us such a cool thing. So I, I, I like I like the uh, the beginning of it more than anything. But then you know, I think it just two minutes, it's over. Right. It rolls and boom. It's, well, it's message that's what, sent. That's what music was in the sixties. You <laughs> hit three minutes, normal, you will never get any <laughs> yeah, plays. I know, I know. So I know. So that's it. Awesome. Well, so well, I have a question. Yeah. Can, before you go and you do your, your promos and stuff, so um, can we do like a one where we do like best though your top five summer songs or something coming yeah up? i was thinking we, we'll do a few more episodes where we do some top top five lists top 10 lists i've been talking with okay. a couple of my friends who want to come on as guests and and bring some top lists which will be fun uh nice. one okay. that was recommended was top 10 disney songs so i'm i yeah. watch a whole lot of disney movies so i'm prepared for that one but <laughs> uh <laughs> but yeah well i think we should do some of those if any of our listeners have any suggestions for lists they'd like to hear top five love songs to to play when you just broke up with someone you know everyone's got all kinds of lists for everything so (laughs) let us know what you want to hear and we'll and we'll try to see what we get and we'll put something together we've got three or four people lined up for guests uh in the coming up in the uh the next couple yeah we're gonna have some more guests so get excited it's gonna be good it's gonna be good stuff Mm -hmm. including some musicians who are gonna come on and talk about their own songs which is gonna be kind of cool yes so um, fun. so yeah remember to review rate give us all those five stars review five star reviews i want them all it helps people find us and it helps build the community and that's all we can ask for so uh, rate and review on itunes or wherever you listen make sure you subscribe wherever podcasts are podcasts and remember to wash your hands and listen to good music and 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 don't be a dick (laughs) i think that'll be our sign off wash your hands listen to good music and don't be a dick Um, Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Uh, Be safe, everybody. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house. The happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom is dead. My mom is right there. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, 
Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.